Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Seats. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and compared to last week, it's actually kind of quiet. So let's focus on the numbers as Uncharted continues its opening around the world. Since domestically it was President's Day weekend, the top five will include Monday's numbers in total to reflect that. Opening in first place was Uncharted with 51 million. Opening in second place was Dog with 18 million. In third place was Spider-Man No Way Home with 8.8 million for a total of 771.7 million. Dropping all the way from first to fourth was Death on the Nile with 7.1 million for a total of 25.9 million. Lastly, in fifth place was Jackass Forever with 6.2 million for a total of 47.7 million. Well, 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 looks like Sony has a hit on their hands here with Uncharted. While critics were not fans of it, currently around 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, it seems to be pleasing the public enough to have some good word of mouth. It did get a B plus for its cinema score, which is alright, but it also right now has a 90% from audiences on Rotten Tomatoes. Its international numbers are also good, but I'll get to those in a few minutes. While I didn't think it would bomb, I thought it would have done around maybe 40 million instead, it exceeded that, no problem. Now, it has just under two weeks to make as much as it can before the Batman shows up to take over. Still, it's going to finish above 100 million domestic, guaranteed, and likely even past 125 million as well. Another film that had a great weekend was Dog. Besides Channing Tatum starring in it, he actually co-directed it with Reed Carolyn. And why did they have a great weekend? Well, the reported budget for the film without marketing was only 15 million. So an opening of 18 million with good reviews and good word of mouth, that's a great release for the crew and MGM. Now on to China where even the release of Death on the Nile, not much has changed at the box office. Staying in first place is the Battle of Lake Changjin 2 with 19.8 million for a total of 589 million. Second place was Too Cool to Kill with 17.4 million for a total of 374 million. In third place was Nice View with 11.3 million for a total of 193 million. Opening in fourth place was Death on the Nile with 5.9 million. And opening in fifth place was Me and My Winter Games with 5.4 million. That is an animated film bringing together Chinese characters to celebrate the Winter Olympics. So yeah, like I said, not much has changed with these new releases. As for Death on the Nile, reception in China, it's not great. On Moyen, it does have an 8.1 out of 10, but on Doban, it has a more mediocre rating of 6.1 out of 10. As the Chinese New Year films start to slow down, the box office looks toward March and the films they will bring, which are some Hollywood ones right now, including Uncharted and, of course, The Batman. Finally, for the numbers, let's take a worldwide view of it, and we start with Uncharted. While it was released in a few countries last weekend, it had a wider release this weekend with a total of 62 territories. Internationally, it made 55.4 million for a worldwide total of 139 million. Death on the Nile made another 19.8 million this weekend for a worldwide total of 75 million. Spider-Man No Way Home made 8.1 million to bring its worldwide total to 1.83 billion. Jackass Forever is at 61 million and Scream is at 134.6 million worldwide. Switching to news in Hollywood, it was quieter compared to last week as the industry awaits the release of The Batman. Still, we did get some updates on new releases. 
for Universal to film Renfield, starring Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage, is now set to come out April 14th, 2023. I've been looking forward to this one for a while, and I've really been look, just looking forward to Universal's development of their monster films. If you are not aware, Renfield is Dracula's assistant, so this is a film focused on some of their classic monster films, a bit in a modern setting. Still waiting updates on the Wolfman movie with Ryan Gosling. Disney also had some release date updates, publishing an updated list of the theatrical films for the next few years. Some noticeable changes is that they have penciled in the live-action Haunted Mansion film for next April. The live-action Little Mermaid is confirmed for May 23rd next year, so that will be their big Memorial Day film. For an update to this year, they have added Martin McDonough's next film from Searchlight, called The Banshees of Inchin, and will be released October 21st in a limited release. One thing that stood out to me, is at least for this year, is that there will only be three Searchlight films that get a theatrical release. That feels a bit low, but I do wonder with the pandemic, they're doing some changes in how Searchlight is run, and starting to greenlight new films. Also, I've noticed at least for 20th century as a whole, including Searchlight, they have started to focus more of their films going to Hulu uh, than going straight to theatrical. As for our movies currently in production, we got an update on three. The first is that Christopher Nolan's next film, Oppenheimer, has started filming. What stands out for filming is that besides this being the first film Nolan is making for Universal, and that he is filming in IMAX, this will be the first film to film select footage in IMAX black and white. Right now, the film is still set to be released next July, and features an insane cast, including Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Florence Poe, Rami Malek, and tons others. Everyone wants to work with Nolan. The second update is that the fifth Indiana Jones film has finished filming and will head into post-production. With that being the case, there is no reason why it won't make its release next year. The third film with an update is the sequel to The Meg has not only started filming, but has added a powerhouse star. Chinese actor Wu Jing has signed on to the film and is already on location filming for it. While in America and Europe he might not have much star power, in China he is a megastar. Besides his own franchise with Wolf Warrior, he was also in the battle at Lake Changjin and the Wandering Earth. So by adding him, they're clearly looking not only for a Chinese release, but for it to be a hit there. We will see if it pays off. Now let's go back to a movie announcement from last week where, as part of an investor's presentation, Paramount announced that there would be a fourth Star Trek film in the J.J. Abrams universe, and that the main cast would be coming back for it. It was great news, and everyone was surprised and excited. You know who else were surprised? That's right, the cast. Why? Well, because none of them knew they were, one, going to be in the movie, two, signed on to the movie, and oh yeah, you'll be filming it at the end of the year, so you better free up your schedule. The Hollywood Reporter is reporting that none of the main cast were aware of this ahead of time, and right now only Chris Pine, who plays Captain Kirk, is the only one in early negotiations. So yeah, this was a really dumb move, as now the studio will likely have to pay all of the actors more than expected, because now they have no leverage. I understand they might have wanted to persuade investors, to keep investing in the company, which makes sense, but you gotta have this stuff locked down before saying anything. The one thing I said last week, that they could do to make the sequel a hit, was to keep the budget under control. Well, in less than a week, that just went out the window. Now, yes, there could be a miracle for the studio, and it makes like 800 million, but that's very, very unlikely. And I'm really curious now at what the budget is gonna be like. Now, another Paramount movie that hopefully will have a smoother production is a Tom Brady film. 
Yes, now that the football legend has retired, he'll be heading to Hollywood to produce and star in a film called 80 for Brady. The plot of the film is four best friends take a road trip to Super Bowl to see Tom Brady play and is inspired by a true story. The cast of Friends will be played by Jane Fonda, Sally Field, Lily Tomlin, and Rita Moreno. Gotta say, I don't know how this film will do at all. At first, that sounds like a parody film, but since it's a real film, how do you do one like this? I would assume it's going to be a mostly funny and heartwarming film with some serious moments, like one friend has something they've been hiding, they reveal to the rest of the friends, you know, midway through the film or something. But it's definitely an odd film. The next film that is in early development had me shocked at my laptop reading it and I thought it was a joke at first. Paramount is developing a live-action Beyblade film. Deadline has the exclusive on this and that is Jerry Bruckheimer's production company will be making the film and the script for it is already in the works by Neil Wire, Minder, and Gavin James. No other details are available at this time. I was shocked when I saw this because I thought there was no way a live-action Beyblade film would be made let alone from a major studio. When I was a kid, they were big for a while, the toys were fun, and it did have a show as well, which helped boost its popularity. Now, I know the toys have had a resurgence over the past few years, but I did not think it would be popular enough to look into making a film based off of it. I will say for Paramount, this is one of its more risky bets. Now, we gotta talk Warner Brothers and Lord of the Rings, as it looks like the studio might be getting into a fight with the holders of those rights. See, for Lord of the Rings, Warner Brothers does not own the rights, and instead shares the rights with New Line Cinema from the Zanet Company, who actually owns them. As for what they own, they own the Lord of the Rings license for films, animation, theme parks, and video games. Now, last week, there were rumors that the company was holding pitch meetings and possibly looking to lease out the rights to the franchise to a different studio. Variety is now reporting that both Warner Brothers and Zanet are now in private mediation to resolve their differences. What it looks like is coming down to is Warner Brothers and New Line doing enough to keep the license? From reports, it seems like Zanet thinks they are not. And to be fair, I don't blame them. Since the last Hobbit movie in 2013, there have been two video games from the studio, and that's it. The next film, the animated one, is not coming out until 2024. Warner Brothers is making the case that they are completing their obligations to keep the license. This would explain why they released concept art for the upcoming film and gave it a release date already to show that they are busy working on the franchise now. So this isn't a full-blown fight like Village Roadshow, but the studio better be careful on how they work this out. While they're not making much content with the franchise anymore, the original films are a staple IP for them. If they lose the ability to make future films, that's not good. Also on the WarnerMedia Discovery merger, Variety has also learned that the deal should close sometime in mid-April. VOD Premium will be quick this week with just one new story. Sony has finally announced the release date for Spider-Man No Way Home on VOD and on Blu-ray. For VOD, it will come out March 22nd, and on Blu-ray, April 12th. Sony is definitely being smart in milking the film, for all that it's worth at the box office, before moving it along. Also, these dates line up with Sony's next Marvel film, Mobius, coming out in early April, so they can do some, you know, mixed marketing there. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for the episode is, what do you think of the Tom Brady film idea? Let me know on Facebook, link to the pages in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and see you next week.